the South Congress podcast. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is. But if you are willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. Now, this is your time. (laughs) The South Congress Podcast. Before we start the show, um... You know, we planned on recording this on a Saturday and you never expect the bad things to happen because you shouldn't. Um, You know, I am the big comic book guy, the geek guy, the sci-fi guy, and Peanut is not. And so I won't do anything to kind of sour the mood because I tend to foster that kind of conversation. Um, But what I want to say is... Um, again, this show was planned for the 30th of August on the 29th of August, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away and I just want to kind of express how important he was to what we do. So, you know, we had the podcast, we had the blog, we were doing all that and on the side before Travis and I were doing the South Congress fan by fan shows. Um, We had um, the original PW Torch show, and that's how we got together. That's how we started doing this bigger platform that we do. So basically, Travis and I have a friend named Josh. Josh has a friend named Danny. And because we were doing work for Pro Wrestling Torch, covering the wrestling stuff, we were able to get press passes for Comic-Con. So Travis and I go. Our buddy Josh has a buddy named Vic who... I'm sorry. Josh has a buddy named Danny who has a buddy named Vic who is like the host and the MC at these Comic-Cons. So Danny hooks us up with Vic. Vic's like, hey, I'm going to this party tonight. And we end up going to the party with Vic. And it's at this comic book shop. And we get to talking to the owners. Um, You know, they're local. We do a show. They were interested in maybe hosting us for a show. So we get in good with those guys. Um, It doesn't materialize right away. Comic-Con is in October. In January... I get a call from this comic book company. They say, hey, um, and, and to be fair to them, Hops and Heroes Comics, um, they call me and they're like, hey, uh, remember we met at um, Comic-Con. You were really cool. We know the stuff you do. Alamo Draft House is giving us the opportunity to host the Black Panther premiere. Um, They want us to come and introduce it to the audience, the opening night, and we'd love for you guys to do it. They were like, okay, great. What didn't they have? A Black Panther. So they contact me, and for the Black Panther premiere in Austin at Alamo Draft House, I'm the Black Panther. And 
you know, like people are taking pictures with me. Like I'm on the official Marvel Snapchat. Like it was a crazy night. Um, Evan Narcisse, who was writing the Black Panther at the time, was a part of our like group, and he was signing autographs. Or we were doing pictures, and he talked to us for a long time. So, the point I want to get across is Black Panther is one of those characters that kids like me growing up if you want a superhero who looks like you you have to reach further than they typically want you to like i was lucky enough to be born in 85 so in 91 92 i had a black ranger from the power rangers so like i i do appreciate that but when you're looking at this big time representation like that doesn't necessarily happen for you so like my chance to even you know portray or represent you know this great african king who is in charge of this nation that was never colonized and has this amazing technology and is basically like if Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark were the same guy, but black and better, you know, for me to get to do that for a night, like always meant a lot to me. And, you know, we got to do it again for, uh, for infinity war, which was really cool. Um, but I, I say all that to say, you know, Chaz, Chadwick Boseman is, you know, he's a 40 year old guy from South Carolina. Um, who was super dedicated to his craft and knew that every role that he took was a chance for him to reach somebody who cared about it and to help them and enlighten them. It was more about being a real person for him than being a superhero and that's what made him a superhero. So, again, I know this is more my wheelhouse than a me and Peanut thing. And that's just based on taste. But he would tell you, like, the people who inspire you. And the people who inspire you without trying to. Like, they understand that it's bigger than them. Those are the most important people. And, you know... For having never met a Chadwick Boseman, but knowing how he cared for people and how he inspired people. And at the beginning of the show, you're actually going to hear part of his commencement speech as the guest speaker for Howard University. But just knowing that he knew that his days were numbered and he never... He always made every day count for the people he cared about is the best thing. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is the South Congress podcast, episode 117. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. What's been going on, man? Nothing, just same old, same old. Just uh, finished uh, week two of the whole virtual learning, and it's still a pain in the ass. What's a pain in the ass about it? No, it's just, I, I think the frustrating thing right now with a uh, majority of my coworkers is we're getting so many schedule changes. So basically, we're having to go back to Google Classroom, remove a kid, add certain kids, like move kids around, and then we have to go back into our actual grade book and re-enter those grades for those kids. So basically... Uh, well, we have well. The good thing about Google Classroom is like those grades are saved, so I can easily just you know write down the kid's ID number, write down the grades. So when they get switched to, because unfortunately they get switched another class, it doesn't tr- uh, transmit the grades over. Mm. So I have to re-enter those again. So like this morning, I woke up and I got an email, and it's like you know, like about eight or nine o'clock, and I was like, you know, sorry guys, but there's another schedule change. I'm like, Jesus Christ, seriously? But I mean, um, 
you know, just things like that. And then we just got updates that we're officially going back on site October the 13th with kids. As of right now, we're going to go with half uh, with half the school's attendance uh, because of par- October 13th, October 13th. Yes. Okay. October 12th. We have training. Uh, mandatory in-person training everybody in the district, but I think we're going to be at our own campus level. And October 13th, we're officially back with the kids, which I think is on a Tuesday, um, right in time for Taco Tuesday. And um, and the uh, uh, like I said, because apparently we were going to start with only a quarter of the school's attendance, but we bumped up to 50 because apparently uh, Travis County is in stage three, mm-hmm. which I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't believe that for one minute, but... Um, okay, sure. And I, I, in my opinion, I feel like that's about to go all, go straight to, um, go straight to hell kind of thing in a handbasket come Labor Day weekend because, you know, everybody's fixing to be out there. Like, uh, you know, the restaurants and the, the bars getting a whole bunch of leniency. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu is going to be filled up. You know, we've been there plenty of times on Labor Day Sunday, uh, with Kung Fu and yeah, that's fixing to, you know, people are fixing to act a fool on that one. But, uh. No, other than that, I mean, just same old, same old. How about you? What's up with you? Um, you know, first week of school's in the books. Um, work's finally kind of slowed down, so that's good. Um, just yeah, it's been a wild three, four, five months. And even though it's still gonna be working from home, it's gonna be some normalcy as far as uh, the amount of time I need to put into like my specific students versus like the ancillary students who are gonna need things. So that's been cool. Um, been uh. You know, working on stuff for Black Wrestling Coalition. Um, did my man's podcast uh, yesterday. Shout out to Dex Hinton. Uh, talking about uh, fighting with my family. Because, like, everybody assumes, like, I watch all the WWE stuff. Because when you tell somebody, like, you work in wrestling, they're like, oh, so you must do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, no, nah, not really. But, like it, I'll watch it. Good movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> that was actually a pretty fun thing to do. So, shout out to Dex. Shout out to those guys. Um, you want to say something so bad? Yes, I do. Say it. And for the record... You know, I don't know you guys, and I'm sure y'all are swell people, but we are not a wrestling that was, podcast. That was the best. Um, Promise. So yeah, they introduced, uh, introduced I will me, introduced the show. Like, so South Congress, tell them about your wrestling podcast. I'm like, that. it's not. It's no. Not. Yeah. And the only reason I specifically okay, say because people would be so mad. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would want them to drop their location. I would personally go fly over there. Wow. But uh, but yeah. I okay, think not that, really, um, but still. Unless I had the, to. Uh, with the kids in class, um, you know, they've been adjusting to this online stuff and certain kids don't want to take certain classes because they understand that they would do better like in like, let's say a math, like they want the in-person teaching mm-hmm. with the science. They want the in-person stuff. So I, I get that. Um, so it's been an adjustment for everybody. But I think we are doing like the right thing by, you know, not having these kids on campus, not risking it. Yeah. A lot of colleges are not doing that. No, they're um, not. So <laughs> Alabama, specifically. The New York Times is keeping a um, is like keeping a chart, an ongoing updated chart of cases mm-hmm. at colleges. But right? you know, uh, to be fair, well, no, go ahead. I'll no, let's finish. Saying. Okay, I'll say. But to be fair, do we really have the colleges to blame, or do we blame the kids? Because I, I feel oh no, 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 it's not the college's fault. Yeah. that the kids. Well, well, I absolutely blame the colleges. Let me say that, and here's why. Oh, because they allowed in person. It, it, that's that's the okay. Thing. Like, yeah. like yeah, it's that's absolutely true. the kids' fault for being idiots. But yeah. it's also the college like saying like, when when you push this as like a normal thing, kids are going to react to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so this is Especially over. Americans, it's over because we're doing this. Yeah, we're bored, so it's over. Um, since the uh, since the pandemic began, um, is kind of how they've started these numbers. Um, I'm sorry, this is actually weekly cases per capita in the country. So this is starting like last week. Mm-hmm. UAB, Alabama, Birmingham, 972 cases. Jesus. UNC Chapel Hill, 835. Oh my Central God. Central Florida, 727. Alabama, 568. Auburn, 557. NC State, 509. Georgia, 504. A&M, Texas A&M, 500. UT Austin, 483. Notre Dame, 473. Um, Illinois, Champaign, 448, East Carolina, 392, TCU, 384, Georgia State, 373, Iowa State, 317. So wait, these are numbers of positive cases for all these campuses of students? And is it just students only or is it students like uh, per, back week. per week? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, this is students only, but 
Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you know, and some people are like um, some people may be like, well, out of a uh, ten or twenty thousand attendants and only three hundred, that's like one point two percent. That's not. No, you don't understand. That is horrible because these yeah. kids, again, they're you can't tell these kids because remember, these kids that they're eighteen, you can't tell them. Oh no, you can't go here or go there. They're gonna go to their friend's house. They're gonna go to that frat house. They're gonna go to. Uh, they're gonna have these parties. They're gonna do all that crap, and that's how it's gonna spread. That's how yes. we're gonna go right back. To where we were almost like I mean maybe not as bad as how we were like you know in like March how like everything shut down restaurants and all that junk I mean we may not go back to something like that but we're definitely but like in those areas they're gonna roll back and you know because kids like you know they want to drink they want to have fun I understand but guys just let let this you know wear your mask distance you know let's let's do what New Zealand did okay they're pretty much like the virus is pretty much gone over there. Like, they got sports, they have everything. Everything's good. Hell, Italy's back to normal. Yeah. And, and Italy was getting crushed by this in the beginning. Like, they wanted to leave. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, holy crap, like, I, I, I feel like, uh, as far as our country goes, we're thinking we're like a third world country when it comes to our, our ideology. Like, holy crap. People don't value one another. No, they don't. Like, they, Not this here. This idea that, like, you know, we're we're all like proud Americans, and you need to like, you know, stand for the flag and all that kind of bullshit. It's like, you want me to do this so that you feel good. Like, you don't want me to do it because you actually care about me. You know what I mean? True. Like, people have not been putting each other first, like throughout this whole thing. Like, I see it on a local level, like, you know, in that Pflugerville Facebook group, just how callous people are to each other. and Yeah, even send screenshots. Holy man. It's really ugly, man. Like, like people, it's like, go fight. <laughs> you in the same neighborhood, go fight each other. Like, God damn. Like, go walk something. up the street. Yeah, go, go meet them. Because people are terrible, man. Like, why should I have to stay inside because you're sick? And it's like, dog, like, if we all just stayed inside for a couple of weeks, everybody would have been straight. But, you know, yep. that's how the game go. Um yeah, so with this spike in the way that it is, you got to assume, like, I don't see any of these campuses making it to Christmas. Like, I probably don't see them making it till Thanksgiving. Like, well, I, I know uh, I know UT, they've already said no matter what, like, once Thanksgiving hits, they're going remote for the rest of the fall. Why like, even I, start that? Like, I think yeah. just to, just to re, uh, just like, again, everything's about money. Everything's about, you know, because if, if they don't offer on-site you know, classes kind of thing. You can't up. You can't upcharge tuition. You can't charge room and board, mm-hmm. uh, food. You know, facility fees, all that kind of crazy stuff. You know, even textbooks. Yeah. But at least, like, because if you go straight virtual, now all those fees are gone. Like. Yeah, I mean, the textbook thing is tricky because. Mm-hmm. There are, like, we have some classes that students still have to buy the physical book. Yeah. A lot of classes, even before this, were going ZTC, which is a zero textbook cost, where, like, the material's already out there. So why are we charging for a book? Like, that's happening with a lot of schools. Um, so you can still charge, like, all the different fees that come with it. But also, working for the community college system, there is no housing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a bit easier to have your standard fees based on that. But, yeah, there's a lot of money uh, tied up in in staying at the dorm, um, and like you said, meal mm-hmm. plans, things like that. Cause so many people get paid off of that. So yeah, there's. I get why, but I, I'm also like, yo, it's just not worth it. You have to replace a whole damn staff because you got everybody sick because you let this happen. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, now you were telling me uh, before we started about some schools that were canceling and some schools that were going through with sports. Yes. Who's doing what? So right now, so here's the crazy thing. This is where, where I'm almost kind of like, man, like I, like kind of like what you said. Like I, I don't really see us finishing mm-hmm. a season because the whole point, like like uh, here in Texas, like with the high school and all that with UIL, the whole point of them for letting the four A's, the three A's, like all your small schools start mm-hmm. first, was because oh, there's less chance and this and this. And there is a program, um, kind of near San Antonio, like a small program. I think in that area they had three coaches and a student test positive, it, and so they had to cancel their game. Like, and there was some of these like four A, three uh, A schools that you know canceled their games. You know, this week, um, this week was literally week one. Some schools went through with it. Some schools canceled. Mm-hmm. And my thing's like, okay, if these small schools are struggling, like if they're having to cancel, if they're having people test positive, like what makes you think um, a big attendance like an Allen High School or ours? 
what chance do we have? You know, especially being in in this area, like, and and I mean, I can tell you right now, like, just post, just watching, um, you know, j- just following because like I follow uh, Matt Step on Twitter. He he does uh, uh, Dave Campbell like Texas football. He's mm-hmm. one of their main writers and editors or whatever, and so he gets to go to all these games. And you know, he was showing video of like you know this one team that was like Carn City. They're warming up, and he and he kind of moves the camera, and you see in the fans like there's kind of clusters of people sitting together. And then you see big gaps, and then you see clusters again, and it's like uh, that kind of defeats everything. Like you would think, like all those people, like especially because a lot of schools, like they're not allowing uh, dance, uh, cheer, the band, any of that to perform now, like to go to these games. Mm-hmm. And so, which I think that's awesome because now it's like the game's gonna go like that. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for them, but I feel like those games are halftime be a lot quicker now. But um, but you know, you just see like little clusters, and like I said, these these little four A three A communities where. The town is like no bigger than like five thousand people, but yet you have like big clusters of people, like just kind of even though they're masked up, but they're still like sitting together. Like you can still, you know, if you touch somebody, hell, yeah, you know, kind of thing. Like you have all that space spread everybody out, kind of thing. But I don't know, it, it's a tricky one. Yeah, we're gonna see. Um, I can't like, I can't imagine wanting to like attend a high school football game or a high school basketball game or a high school volleyball game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all, I understand people's desire to quote unquote, get back to normal, but it all just seems like so bad. And so obviously bad to me is the hard part. Like this is clearly something that should not be being done. Yeah. People want to push through with it. And the crazy thing is like, you know, all these weirdo adults that are like, let the kids play and mm-hmm. they have a, a high chance survivor and get infected. Okay. But if they get it, a lot of these kids, you don't understand, they're being raised by grandma and grandpa. They're not being raised by mom and dad because mom and dad are acting a fool somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and so, mom and dad are still damn near 40. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not safe for them either. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, but but majority of these kids, especially like in your uh, in your rural uh, communities and like, you know, your more, I guess, like economically challenged communities, they're being, the kids are being raised by grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. because mom and dad want to act a fool and they want to be out and about partying or they're locked up or whatever the hell, whatever may be the case or whatever. And so now that kid could possibly bring it home. Grandma and grandpa are dead. Who's going to take care of that kid? Now the, the foster the foster care system. Yeah. And so now that kid's going to, you know, has a chance to probably like, you know, mentally be messed up because, you know, now he's in a system where, you know, uh, we're more than likely, especially here in Texas, you, you have a lot of cases to where these foster parents, they do just for the money. They do for the scratch. They don't do to actually, you know, care about that child's well-being. It's just like, ah, screw it. I got a thing here, kid. Here's some gruel and here's a potato sack for your clothes kind of thing. You found, like, the darkest storyline to, to That's, bring through this. Okay, yeah, but, but I'm saying, but, like, <laughs> am I really far off with a lot of the child? You're not the far child? off in yeah. that it can absolutely happen. I think I guarantee the frequency you, with which it's happening, you might be a little off with that. I guarantee you it's happening more often than we know because, I mean, like, there, there's a lot of students that, that I have that are in foster care and, like, they're just kind of like, yeah, like, they, you know, they barely get me stuff. They just gave me bare minimum, blah, blah, blah. Like, like they they know, like, the kind of scratch they're getting pulled in from the state and, like, the kids flat out, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I have my meals, but, you know, um, but if I need clothing, this and this, like, you know, it's very, like, it's very seldom I, I go, we get new clothes and, you know, this and this or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, but I'm just saying, like, and, and that that's the thing that pisses me off is when like you know yeah the kids could uh they have a high chance to beat it but like you know older adults like uh you know myself and i eventually go back on if i get it and then i bring it home to you guys kind of thing or you know all because you know we won high school football mm-hmm. you know i mean the, the only thing i can just tell like you know my kids like when we get back is like man literally you gotta play every game like it's your last because with things God going on damn. it could be your last God damn. no not, not not like death not, i know what you mean yeah. though like like they might shut everything yeah down they, the they may week. cancel season but you know just <laughs> hey you literally have to play every game like it's your last game because uh, you know yeah because shit might fall through yep yeah. it, we may go, we may go back and be like oh sorry nope we're good yeah yeah so all right well we'll come back and we'll talk about uh what's going on with uh the nba um having a temporary shutdown um <laughs> Don't Can we even call it temporary it. shutdown? You know what temporary means? Yes. <laughs> we'll be back shortly. <laughs> the South Congress Podcast. So like most people, we've been, you know, following. I mean, I've been watching a lot of it, uh, but we've been following the NBA playoffs in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the league shut down in, what was it, April, March? It was like, it was around March. Okay. 
because that's it was a little bit. It was a little bit after the All Star game, so yeah. it was like March ish. It was like around spring break from when I was on spring break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the NBA decides, hey, we can set up a situation where all the teams are isolated from pretty much the rest of the world. Um, we bring people inside this bubble in Disney World in Orlando. Um, we have the daily testing, take, you know, X precautions. Nobody can come in that hasn't been quarantined for X amount of days. Like, you know, it was really safe about it. Mm-hmm. When the players were deciding if they were going to come back to play, um, you know, this was after George Floyd, after Breonna Taylor, um, you know, after very public protests, um, after, you know, the start of legislation, things like that. So one of the things that, they stressed was, is this the right thing to do in the midst of what's going on? You know, there were people like Kyrie Irving who opted out of the bubble who, I mean, they weren't going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. The Nets were in the bubble. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Kyrie was like, look, we should be against this. Like, this is going to distract from the important things that need to be done in a way that's not going to benefit the people we want it to benefit. That was kind of where he stood, right? So there are people who felt both ways about it. This last week, um, after the shooting of Jacob Blake, if you're not familiar with the story, I don't know how you, you've ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> this is what we do, but no, um, Jacob Blake, um, with his children at his car, um, was stopped by police, was asked to, uh, I guess, exit the vehicle and didn't comply in the way they thought he should, um, started to flee and was shot in the back seven times in front of his children. Damn. Um, He is still alive. Um, They think he might be paralyzed for life. They're not sure just yet, but... Get that check, buddy. um, So this happened in... uh, Right outside of Milwaukee. What's the name of the town? Kenosha. Kenosha. Yeah, Kenosha. Yeah, Kenosha. So... Um, apparently, you know, Milwaukee and, and even Kenosha specifically has been, you know, a hotbed of racism, like to put it bluntly. Right. Um, the reason I think it's stuck, particularly with the Milwaukee Bucks, was, you know, Giannis has been turned away from a restaurant after a game that he won. Um, really? Sterling Brown was pulled over. I'm sorry, was uh, handcuffed and tased. For parking in a handicap spot. Um, I forget the third kid on the team who was basically, they called the cops because he was at a jewelry store and they felt like he wasn't a legit customer. Like Milwaukee has has been bad to a lot of Milwaukee area athletes. Wait a minute. Hold on. Giannis has been denied service at a restaurant after a game? Yes. This is like a year or two ago. Do they think that just random like eight foot tall, like, you know... Guys just walking around Milwaukee? I mean, is, is we're, that... We're all eight foot tall, apparently. <laughs> Jesus like, think, think about that. How yeah. deep that has to run, right? So, you know, this happens wow. in their area. Um, the Bucks are scheduled to play the Magic, and they decide they're not coming out of the locker room, and they're not going to play that game. Um, you know, you forget that a lot of these players, like most of these players are like 10 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these are kids mostly in their early 20s yeah. Um, who are asked to be the head of, in a lot of people's eyes, like this civil rights movement, this civil justice movement, this social justice movement. And, you know, when you think that you're doing things to help people, when you think you're doing things to ease the pain of the world, and then your own backyard, um, you know, illegally shoots a civilian. You know, who was not um, who was not posing any type of threat, you know, other than being black. Like they shot that man in front of his children. And the excuse was he had a knife inside of his car, not one that he brandished at them, not one that he attacked them with, but a knife inside his car. And yeah, I mean, the narrative has been like, you know, he has previous criminal counts and, uh, you know, he was accused of. Uh, child harassment and stuff like that, which is found out to not be true. But it's like all that. So what? Like the cops didn't know that. Like they're not using uh, the motherfucking big time cop codex uh, that they have implanted in their brains to find out if somebody's committed a crime or not. Like that's not what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know, 
Thabo Cephalosha, who had never committed a crime before, had his leg broken by the NYPD. You know, like, this is... I hate the idea that because there are black people who have committed crimes, that every black person is a target when police have committed crimes, but we're not allowed to say all police are bad from the same vein. Like, I hate that, you know, that they're given this benefit of the doubt because they've chosen to do a job that's supposed to be on the up and up. Black people just want to live like that's what they want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so. So, yeah, back to the NBA, um, you know, these kids, I think they felt betrayed. I feel like they felt um, like the, the society that they're looking to help chose not to help them. It was ignoring their efforts. So they uh, choose not to play the game or willing to forfeit the game. Um, the Orlando Magic don't accept the forfeit. Every, every every other game that night follows suit and the next day. So there were no games uh, Thursday. There were no games Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, there were no games Wednesday, right? Wednesday was the day this happened, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah Wednesday they also. So they, had, they did have games uh, last night, and they're having games tonight. Um, so, yeah. Um, what's your overall thought about the, uh, about the temporary strike that happened? Before we get to kind of what's going on on the back end of it. I mean, if you want to make. I don't know, it's it's weird, I guess, really not my place to say, but if I'm given the platform, Mm -hmm. if you really want to make. Get the message out there that, hey, we're tired of this and really use your platform. You just refuse to just say, you know what? The hell with this NBA season. I'm good. I'm still getting my check. And you just don't play like this whole like one day thing. Like I, I didn't I didn't like it at all to be honest. And I understand there's some players that need to get paid. I absolutely understand it. Not pocket watching anybody, but this is where, and I'm gonna kind of connect it with the NCAA right here. But this is where I think it's so important that a lot of these players, especially NBA players, because I, I hate the one and done rule. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I feel like a lot of these these kids they need to get that education. So when stuff like this happens, you have something else to fall back on. And I understand that a lot of these players, they don't have that education. They don't have that to fall back on. Like, it's literally like, you know, they they feel like, well, I was put on here to just, you know, hoop and dunk and that's it. Mm-hmm. Be more than that, please. Be more than that. Be more than, you know, hooper. Like, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, but be more than that. Like, you know. Um, you know, get that education, like do something, whether if it's like, you know, communication or education or business or, you know, um, you know, computer science, whatever, like, you know, get that degree. That degree is so important. Okay. I'm not saying that you ever have to use it, but I'm saying in a situation like this, if just imagine if every single NBA player had a college degree, every current one right now, they could literally say, you know what, the hell with the NBA, we're good. I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go check into this. You think people are not going to hire them? They're going to get hired, you know, based on their name. If every single NBA player had a college degree, the NBA would be terrible. <laughs> no, be, I, I, I be think so bad. Um, and I say that because if every player stays four years, mm-hmm. that's a lot of years of a lot of ass players getting playing time. <laughs> I, I understand your point. I, I really yeah, do. But the NBA would be so bad if, if we had to wait. <laughs> A whole four years for every play. Oh, God, it would be bad. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, they, they can leave after, like, the way it used to be, like, what, 20, 30 years ago, they could leave after that third year mm. and leave early. Like, I'm fine with that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, get that, you know, maybe the NBA needs to put a stipulation, put, like, you know what, if you want X amount of bonus dollars, like, get that degree, and then we'll throw these, bo- we'll add that bonus to your contract kind of thing. Like, make, make an incentive to be educated. People should just stop being racist. That too. No, no, I, that's what I'm saying. But obviously, like, but, I, but that's not, not going to happen. You're not wrong. Yeah. But like, and this is like an argument we used to have with Stash, mm-hmm. where it was like they should raise uh, Maga Stash. They should raise the minimum wage. And he was like, "Well, if they raise the minimum wage, then the companies will let people go because they won't pay them." But I'm like, "No, but that's the problem, though. Like, the fact that we just." take whatever the norm is or take whatever the status quo is and says, well, we can't challenge that because the people in charge won't let you. It's like, no, that's the problem though. Like the, the problem is the people in charge. Mm-hmm. It's not raising minimum wage. It's, it's people not being evil and being willing to break bread. You know what I mean? So I understand your point. Exactly. Like it'd be great to have something to fall back on. 
it would be great for people to not be racist though. Yeah, like, no, but I mean, but that's not going to happen. End all, be all. Yeah, right? that would that absolutely would be that um, would be the easiest thing. But nothing's easy in this world, and you know, racism even after there are we're a lot dead. Of easy things in this world. Like there's plenty that's easy, but racists make it hard. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying, but yeah, like you know, it's easier said than done. Kind of. Thing. I mean, hell, after we're we're long gone dead, racism still be here. There'll still be you know people getting shot up and all this stu- all the stupid crap happening but a lot of it's ideology from um you know thankfully a lot of the good old boys from are dying them, off from them crackers you know from That's the, from, from the, them crackers the good old boy mindset luckily a lot of them are dying off and a majority of the offspring they're not willing to bring that up because they're like uh no like I don't want to you know risk getting my ass whooped mm-hmm. because you don't like somebody based on their religion their skin color you know, um, their sexual orientation, whatever, like I'm not willing to get my ass whooped or, or willing to get my money messed up. And so I, I, I feel like, you know, just overall, like I, I feel like if the NBA players, they really wanted to make a statement, if they really felt this, I feel like they all should have been unison, just said, you know what, forget the NBA, we're good and just leave the bubble and go back and, you know, charge up again for, you know, November when this, uh, the, the new season starts or December, whenever it is, you know, yeah. just just can't just cancel the whole season because now you're gonna hurt the pockets of these owners. These owners, they have a direct, they have a direct uh, pipeline to these senators. They got a direct pipeline to all these politicians who make, who make these laws. And now they're gonna be like, hey, y'all need to do something. You're messing up my money now. That's where it's gonna work because now just one day and whatever. Like to me, it's, it's kind of like, why, why do that for a day? Why? What did what, you accomplish here? What was accomplished? But I mean, I, I, I like the stance of it so far. But just overall, just like one day, quick turnaround. I mean. Got to stick to your guns. You got to stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. Um, <clears throat> so here's what they did accomplish, though. Hmm. Um, there's a league-wide mandate to open up the arenas as safe uh, voting stations. So like, you can't like you can't suppress that. You know what I mean? You open up the arenas as voting spots, and, and there's nothing that these local. <clears throat> These local post office, I'm not going to say a post office, but like these local bingo halls and VA halls and and all these little spots that tend to host or like the DMVs or whatever that tend to have like the the polling stations. Mm -hmm. They can't close it up to black people. You know what I'm saying? They can't do that thing where they don't open the door until 10 minutes before voting is supposed to be over and you have to be in line to be able to vote. Like They can't do that. So I, I think that's a step in the right direction. If you're a person who sees the value of voting, um, like they're making voting more accessible to the communities that probably need it the most. So, yeah, that's something, man. Like, I, I hear what you're saying um, that that you would you would want somebody to go all in on stuff like this. I tend to think that these things are so layered as far as which you can sacrifice, which you can give up, what you're going to do for that man next to you. Like you said, you know, Giannis isn't going to hurt by uh, isn't going to be hurt by not playing the rest of the season. But he got a little brother on the team who's making a fraction of what he makes. You know what I mean? Like th- there is who if the man at the very end of the bench can't live with it then that makes it harder for the guy, you know, guys one through six to live with it, you know? So there, there is a lot to it. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches ain't balling like that. Assistant coaches, sure, shit ain't balling like that. Uh, the trainers ain't balling like that. So so there, there's a lot. There's a lot of people who do get fed. Like, they asked me yesterday, a thing that you asked me a lot, too, <clears throat> which is, like, how do, you, how do you feel about supporting a company like WWE when you are somebody very much in the know of the things they've done right and the things they've done wrong. And my answer was like, there's a lot of black people who work there. Like, so, and it's the same with the NBA. It's the same with the NFL. It's the same with Walmart. It's the same with Wendy's. Like, like whoever it, I want it to be the same with pluckers. I, I've man, I really know black people to work there too, but, um, I don't even think pluckers even donated like they said. Pluckers <laughs> didn't break their bread. Yeah, no, that's, that's um, what I'm saying. Like all that bullshit, and then they they all those stupid TikTok videos, which yeah. I've noticed they haven't done a lot. They they haven't ever since all that they got called out. They mm-hmm. haven't really. They hardly posted. They fallen off a little bit. Good, they um, should. But but yeah, but like the, my my response was like I know all these companies have you know are run by <laughs> evil white person, but um or a board of them. I'm not gonna single them out. <laughs> Or a collection of them, like yeah. Legion of Doom, but no. Um, in all seriousness, like black people work for these companies, and so 
I have to come to terms with the idea that I'm putting a bunch of money in somebody I wouldn't agree with his pocket to rock with somebody I would agree with. And that's just the nature of business. I don't fault anybody for boycotting any company. Like, like if that's your bread, man, if you don't want to fuck with them, like, don't. I completely understand it. That's a bit harder for me in situations like this, but I get it. So, um, you know, good luck to those kids, those NBA kids, man, because you are dealing with a lot. There's a lot of pressure. You know, you get to be this big worldwide star. And then as soon as you leave the arena, you got to go back to the real world where they don't value you unless they find out who you are. And then even then, sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, you know that, I mean? that happened to... Uh... I think it was like close to almost 10 years ago or whatever, like Oprah, she got denied, uh, I think it was like a Louis Vuitton or something, like mm-hmm. over France or something like that. Like they wouldn't let her in. Yeah. You know, because she wasn't all like dolled up like the way she normally would would be on camera. And uh, the crazy thing is, um, or whatever company it was or, or whatever it was, one of um, the guy that publicly apologized to her about it, and basically, I guess, like, scolded the company or whatever. My mom, I think, went to high school with that guy or something like that. It was something crazy. Like, mom was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And I was like, well, I go, this company's racist as hell because, you know, they, they didn't let Oprah in because, like, you know, obviously she wasn't, like I said, she wasn't all TV dolled up kind of thing. They didn't recognize that and let her in until it was, like, then all that happened. And he was like, oh, like, holy crap, this is Oprah. Like, she's about to ball out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, racism runs deep, man. Yeah. And it only hurts racists. Well, well, it hurts racists in a way that it shouldn't have to hurt them. You know what I mean? It doesn't only hurt racists. Niggas out here die. Um, but, man, like you would just... Everybody's company would be better off. Everybody's understanding of the world would be better off mm-hmm. if they fucked with people who weren't like them. Like, it would just... It just helps so much. It's like when they had to desegregate sports. Sports got better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's not like a thing where like black people, black people are the best athletes and white people are bad athletes. No, not saying that. But you went from the entire talent pool that you had. You know what I'm saying? You reached from every aspect like that you can and you produce the best product. That's with sports, that's with business, that's with Shout family. out to Hell. Texas Western. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Um again, good luck to those kids. Um hopefully things do get better for them. Um but yeah, um, rich people are fucking up, and so are people that cross state lines to with a firearm that they are not legally able to possess and kill people. They're what, fucking. What up do too. we even say about that? Right? Like, no, he's, a, he's we, a murderer. We know how that goes. Like, mm-hmm. we know uh, these kids. We know kids that we came up with who are perfectly okay when we're kids, and you find out a little bit more about their daddy, a little bit more about their mama, and then, then they pop up on that bullshit. Because that's what's ingrained in them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, you know, his, of course he wanted to be a cop. Of course his mom drove him over state lines to go have a rifle at a protest. Like, of course that happened. Um, kills two people and just walks past the crowd after. You know? Um, ain't no way he had no hoes. Like, ain't no way. Oh no, he's built like you know Pillsbury Doughboy. He absolutely <laughs> didn't. Talk about his personality, like like he just uh, the fact that there are people like who work in the White House that are like I I want him as my president. I want him as my bodyguard because you're admitting that he's like a person who would protect your evil, <laughs> who would allow you to to continue to perpetrate um, like these bad ideologies and bad moves that you make. Um, yeah, we, we need, we need a lot, man. We need prayer and we need justice and we need for people to clearly understand the things that are right and or wrong. And we need a police force that would come out and say, we can handle this. We don't need militiamen and vigilantes out here trying to protect us. But, but, but the militiamen and the vigilantes are their brothers and cousins and sons and nephews. And so... It's all one big nasty cycle, man. Um, I hope they put this kid under the prison forever and ever and ever. Yeah, because I mean, obviously he's probably too young to get death penalty. I wouldn't wish on anybody, but I, I hope for sure like he gets life in prison without possibility of parole. Yeah, yeah, and that they put him in jail with some <clears throat> niggas. Oh, show him what done. time it is. <laughs> oh, he'll be done. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Good luck in prison. 
wrestling otaku's Stupid nephew. Bastard. Um, man, wrestling otaku do got some new hot content. Mm. But speaking of new hot content, mm-hmm. when we come back, let's talk some OnlyFans. Okay. The South Congress podcast. Peanut, what's up? How old are you? Thirty-five. How old am I? Thirty-four. Okay. So when I ask you this question, right? Mm-hmm. I we gave them the demographics. Okay. Also, we we women like us. We should also they like that. you. I say that to say, okay, Peanut. Uh-huh. Who is Bella Thorne? I have no idea. I thought it was a bitch from Twilight. I swear to God. They was like, oh, Bella? Bella out here? I was like, oh, yeah. That would make more sense, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yo. And then like somebody's like, she's from Disney. I was like, so bitch from Twilight, right? But no, apparently not, was right? Was she in Horse Sense? Was she in uh, Luck of the Irish? Or? Can I tell you a problem with me being a big wrestling fan? What's up? The problem is that when I was like 15 or 14, mm-hmm. they were showing me women fucking wrestling in gravy and in mud and a woman barking like a dog because her boss told her to and so college basically somebody's super somebody's 20 years younger than them wife having her uh chest exposed on a pay-per-view like i came up on that right yeah so it was like yo bella thorne bella thorne is gonna be on OnlyFans." i was like bella thorne's getting real money like she would not sacrifice that through advertising to making only fans like it doesn't make sense financially expect is she still active on disney she, well no 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 but oh. she's still a starlet right yeah because my thing's like if you're getting disney money you don't need any other kind of money but peanut yeah this is the thing okay she wasn't doing only fans because she needed the money yeah she wanted to see if she could get the money from only fans and that is a distinction. Anybody can really get it. There's a there's a vice for everybody no, 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 out there. No, 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 no. Here's what happened though. Okay. So, I'm going to read the specific tweet, and then we can talk about what the aftermath is. All right. Before that, so Bella Thorne said, "Hey, thanks everybody for subscribing to my OnlyFans. If you give me two hundred dollars, I give you a pay per view." Some pervert asked, "Are you going to be naked?" I, Peanut, I don't know the logistics of an OnlyFans pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I assume that it's less stressful than hoping that your parents don't see the bill after. Maybe it's your wife. I don't know. But mm-hmm. so her $200 month payment or $200 for the stream went so high, she made $2 million. Nice. Okay. Get that, that money. on OnlyFans. Okay. Peanut, we're going to talk about you being a Republican in a second. So. Somebody asked her, hey, you going to get naked for $200? She was like, yep, full naked or something to that effect, right? All right. She didn't. What did she do? She was just on stream and it broke OnlyFans. Somebody from uh, Snapchat actually laid it out pretty well. Okay. So basically, she scammed her subscribers and sent out $200 pay-per-view claiming it was a fully nude photo set. It was not. So many people requested refunds that now OnlyFans won't allow us to charge over 50 for a pay-per-view or get tipped over $100. And this morning, we were all told that instead of waiting seven days for our payouts, we have to wait 30. Oh, snap. The theory is that OnlyFans <sighs> can't afford to pay her her cut. So now our funds are being tied up. It's bullshit. Well, she single-handedly fucked so many sex workers. I mean, that's wait, wait. Go ahead. Temper your response. I'm going to give you a second to breathe and then say how you feel. I mean, that's that sucks for the people that actually need the money. I mean, yes. do I find it hilarious? Absolutely. But I feel like this is no different than when um, that, that one other weirdo uh, woman, uh, Belle Delphine, when she was selling the bath water, and it turned out just actual regular tap water. Sure. It's the, it's the same concept, but I mean, obviously, I don't know if she did it through OnlyFans, but to me, that that's the same concept. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, if, if you really need that money, like, obviously, your average Joes, your, mm-hmm. you know, regular, I, I guess, like, your, um, I don't know, uh, what, what, what's a common name? 
You you remember when they called my grandfather Joe Farmer unintentionally in that class that I took you to at UT? <laughs> he was like, or if you're Joe Farmer, I was like, that's my grandfather's name. So Joe Farmer is fine. Yeah. R.I.P. Big Joe. Yeah, but you know, any 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 like that or whatever. But um, you know, if you're just the average person who lives an average life, and this is what you, I guess you depend on for bills. I, I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry. I mean. I don't know. Somebody laid out the issue to me, so mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like I'm smarter than I am, but yeah. you know what ruins a poor person's hustle? What? A rich person trying to take it. That's normally how it happens in real life, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about, like, the Kardashians a whole lot because we're not white women, but... True. <laughs> um, A thing you have to say about them is, like, look, a lot of their style and culture comes from black women. Like it just does, yeah. You know, like no, it really does. That's their mo, and, and you just you can say women of color to start. Like a lot of it, like really is that. Mm-hmm. So wait, what point were we making? Uh, just saying how rich only fans, yeah. Oh, how how rich you. rich people uh, destroy poor people's hustle. Exactly. So the Kardashians who have money mm-hmm. borrowed from a culture that wasn't theirs to build their culture. And so now, when a black woman makes like a hairstyle, everybody thinks, oh, it's ghetto, it's ratchet, we don't fuck with that. But then the Kardashians adapted, and it's all of a sudden cool. What was the only difference? There were two differences, money and skin color. Yeah. But the money took from the skin color Mm -hmm. on purpose to blow up. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. That's... I mean, mean, it it sucks. I... You know, this would be interesting because, I mean, since you're a part of wrestling Twitter and I know pretty much just about almost all of your followers, you know, are a small, super small portion. Sure. You know, kind of follow me or whatever. And I, I see stuff they retweet and they retweet a lot of that stuff. I wonder if there's a way, like, maybe you could reach out. Because I'm sure you know some of that messes with that site. Like, you know, reach out to them. Kind of yeah. like, like what we did with a, about a year ago with uh, with, with Becca and the memes of the IG. So. Maybe kind of see, like, you know, <laughs> how this is, how it's affected them to this point kind of thing. I absolutely have a few videos that hit me before they hit OnlyFans. I, sometimes you're just blessed. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah, I uh, some of the information I got that echoes what I showed us mm-hmm. was basically what those same people were treating them like. Yeah. <sighs> Rich people fuck up everything. Like, they already fuck up your economy, then they borrow from you. When a rich person borrows from you, you're never getting that shit back. Nope. You're going to end up owing them. So, like, and it's not, and again, OnlyFans is not just people pulling out their assholes. Um, it's, it's, it's men, it's women, it's people... Some people on OnlyFans never get naked. Just have conversations with people. Like, it's a very different animal. It's not just sex work. But for somebody to exploit what they knew was sex work to break it when they didn't need it at all is fucking gross. Peanut, when we finally see a movie that Bella Thorne's in and we realize that it's Bella Thorne because somebody showed me her one time. Have you seen her? What, what What does she do? She you know, she's an actress. No, you've never seen her? I don't think so. I, um, I can't recall. Bella Thorne is built like Fuller in Home Alone. Really? Yes. And people pay to see... What? If you put anybody on screen, they're automatically attractive. You don't think there's a woman who tried to make double eye contact with Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not even going to cut that. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, no, she looks like a fucking kid. She's not somebody I would say, here's $200 for me to see you naked. That's, that's, no, everybody has different tastes. That's mm-hmm. not me saying she's not attractive. Yeah. But she's not built like nothing I would want to talk to. Like we had the conversation uh, earlier with somebody. It's kind of like, well, I don't know. So, um, you mean somebody with the over the shoulder? Okay. Uh, Keep going. Know. No, no, but but I mean. Okay, well, I guess back to I mean, yeah, that 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 sucks. I mean, so I so basically, I, I'm guessing what I'm trying to capture from all this is um, the people that are on OnlyFans. They they can only cap now. They can only limit how much they can charge. I when guess for certain things. When you go from like getting a weekly payout 
that oh, yeah, just right. to get a monthly. That's the messed up Ooh. part. And you, there's a limit on like a. Uh, they cut your tips in half because there's some nasty motherfucker paying two hundred dollars for you to paint your toenails. Oh jeez, are you thinking about painting your toenails now? Me? No. no I mean, just off the strength of conversation. No. 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 Okay. That's just that sucks. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's really fucked up. But that's how it goes. Um, well, Peanut, mm-hmm. what movie is Bella Thorne in? I have no idea. We are so old. I just Googled her. She's 22 years old, so it's oh, like... Oh, we're not going to watch that in that shit. Unless she was in, like, Shining Time Station as the conductor. The only thing that she might be in would be, like, some movies, like, after Cheetah Girls or some crap like that. What if but... she was Baby Bop in the Baby Bop suit? Mm. What if she was Magellan in Eureka's Castle? That would be insane. What if she was David the Gnome's wife on David the Gnome? Were those kids? No. Oh. Those, those are definitely... Those are, absol- <laughs> those are absolutely adult... Uh, voice characters. Okay. They were just built like children. It's a shining time station. Right on that fox and everything. Where dreams can come true. <laughs> Waiting there for you. We should start a band. We could. Uh, okay. What if she's a window in Allegro's window? <laughs> Allegro's window! I used to watch that. You think she pay rent? No. <laughs> she don't have to. She had, a, she had a show on Nick Jr. for like over almost close to a decade or whatever. She's good. You ever think Sam and Alex Mack had sex? I always wondered if... Uh, no, Clarissa. No, Clarissa, and, yeah. And, and Sam. No, he, he was he, too friend-zoned. He never got out of it? I don't think so. Hey, Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the... We are fucking on the same page. Yep. Tell him. Peanut, you saw <laughs> you saw a Facebook post. Can you, I did. Can you wait? Do you have? Well, it? I, I do have it, but I, I don't know if we it would can be too re- close. Can you well, no, well, well, because the thing, the, there's some people that listen to this show that know said person. So, I mean, if you want to talk about it, no, you I can. don't. I just want to say this: if you and I get engaged, uh huh, and then you get on Facebook. And you quote your memories with how you never saw me as more than a friend, and you had me deep in the friend zone, and then I'm your best friend, and then I helped you through all your bad problems in life. So you basically said, well, God, I made a promise to you, if you saved me from all this stress and all this, all this strife, whoever you put in front of me, I'll take him. If you if you put that in your wedding vows while you wear that dress that you know should not be white, <laughs> guys, we'll be back on South Congress podcast. Oh shit! The South Congress podcast. All right, so the last thing before we get out of here, my new favorite YouTuber. The wrestling otaku. Jesus Christ. He did like a like a live audio stream, um, which was basically like him replying to his reply to his 10 things of that made women of this generation trash video, right? He did a reply to it, calling everybody, you know, we was all like butthurt and we were white knights and we were cucks and you know, all all the things that men who don't have the interaction and relationship with women that they want to call other men being nice about this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then he did a third video, which is basically like, what's the best way to explain this peanut? You know what his largest issue is with women? What is it? According to him, his largest issue is that women are too superficial So he does not feel like he should have to put up with that. And he feels like he should be able to call that out and he should not have to compromise because they're superficial. What does that mean? Peanut? Is he trying to say that all women are fake? He's trying to say that the women he's interested in don't Mm -hmm. find him physically attractive. That's what that means. I think even your average 
woman that looks like sloth wouldn't find him attractive. So we talk all the time about how, you know, where we're from. Yeah. There's a lot of guys running around who are objectively substantially less attractive than the women that they're with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we've seen it. We went to that one movie premiere when we the movie Stone Cold came out like over ten years ago. The Condemned. Yes, when we when you got the free tickets, we went to go see him. We saw that couple. I don't remember that. Oh, I do. Why do you remember that? I, because you pointed it out, and <laughs> like, I was, really? and that, that's when Is I that first that? that that's when I first realized, like I guess, kind of like uh, the mindset of people in this Austin Central Texas area, because mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of like you say, like, you know, with a certain person that he should be winning out here because based on his demographic, his mm-hmm. interests and all that. And so I'll, I'll never forget when we were going to the condemn. We saw those those two like portly, terribly built uh, dudes that had like, you know, they, they literally look like they hadn't bathed in like five days. They're, they're wearing like, you know, the, the shower flip flops or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're with those like, you know, two beautiful women. And you were like. That's the game. And, and you were like, that's probably, you know, the way it is because, like, you know, their grandpa's ideology is seeped into them. That's probably <laughs> oh, yeah. the reason why they're with those guys. So I would venture to say, because, mm-hmm. again, this is like, I find him really interesting and I watch watch his moves, but I bet you, I bet you, bet you, bet you mm-hmm. that the girls that, like, he talks to online or has talked to, yeah, I bet it's slim white chicks. I just bet you. Like... It just has to be based on a lot, right? I'm thinking of where he lives, um, what his interests are, um, who he seems to uh, claim he's attracted to, like all those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what this is. So basically, I feel like they be talking like online and then the white girls like see him and get to talking to him. They're like, nah, we're not doing that. Like, that's not what's going on. <laughs> you know, and, and here's really what I want to ask. Yeah. Is his point fair that well, well I won't even I won't even ask you that. His point is fair that he should not have to change who he is because the women he's interested in are superficial. He should absolutely not have to change who he is. However, if you want some coochie, something gotta change. Gotta change that mindset. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like you can always be who you are. Stay true to yourself. Absolutely. If you shit, if you want to wear the same three t-shirts your whole life, do that. If you don't want to go to the barber and get lined up, do that. If you don't like really want to go to the dentist, do that. You know what I'm saying? If if you don't want to go out and uh be social, you know, back when we could be social, if you're not trying to do that, like do you. All that stuff, right? Yeah. If you want to live in the room that used to be your grandma's room at your mama's house, do that. Like that's that, you can do all that. However, if you also want some coochie, like something's got to give. We all have to do things we might not necessarily want to do for companionship. Yeah, that's like, true. Like work, or like listen to her. <laughs> Genuinely, Jeez. like every every relationship requires some type of sacrifice. Yeah, like you have true. to. Sometimes you got to bite your tongue. Sometimes you got to go to things you might not want to go to. Sometimes you got to listen to conversations you might not want to listen to. Sometimes you're going to hear things about yourself you don't want to hear. Like that's all that. But none of us, from from the the most attractive to least attractive, just get to do what we want to do. Like it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, again. To anybody, not just the big homie wrestling otaku, to anybody who wants to, the the most important thing to you should be your happiness. And if your happiness means that you can't adjust who you are to try to make someone else happy or to bring someone else into your life, hey man, that's all on you. I wish you the best. You are going to be doing a lot of masturbating, (laughs) none of which will be assisted. Yeah. Any, any any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head kind of thing. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, at some point, some things, you know, got to really change. I, I really think it all comes down to your ideology and what you think and what you say more mm-hmm. and more than anything. I mean, like like you say, he can live in his grandma's basement 
wear the same three outfits, you know, eat spam straight out the can kind of thing. But if his ideology is the way it is, yeah, he's not going to have any kind of companionship. I mean, even the even the sloths of the world are going to turn him down. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I wish everybody who's looking for that special somebody the best. Um, very few of us ever get to that point without having to give up something. I mean, hell, uh, Jeff Stacy had to give up young women to get married, so. <laughs> tell, me, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. There you You're go. You're not wrong. Um, guys, thank you for um, all the support you've given uh, Black Wrestling Coalition so far. Um, it's really appreciated through um, your patronage, through your donations. Like, that has been uh, something that's really cool so far. If you... Um, Go to whatamaneuver.net. You can actually find the uh, BW Coalition gold logo tee that's on sale now. Um, I need to hurry up and cop one so I can have one for like promo and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so thank you for supporting Black Wrestling Coalition. Um, shout out to the boys at Tiger Driver. Tiger Driver shorts came in. Those guys are making great merch. They're pre-ordering for their Mike Awesome merch now, and it looks so good. Um, shout out to Chris and Jake for that. Um, stop writing me mean notes, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good God. Um, anything else you got before we get out of here? No, just again, guys. Um, again, wear your mask. You know, be safe. Don't be don't be a jerk out, out in stores or whatever. You know, um, I know the bars are opening up, but come on, be responsible. Even if the bars are themselves, because I know they're not going to be responsible because I've seen videos of them already open and they're not doing the responsible thing. Guys, stay away from it. Like there's more to life than the bars. Trust me. Yeah. And you're talking to people that lived and thrived <laughs> off of going to brunch. Yeah, man. We're um, finding out there's life outside of it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you Stay get safe. a brunch to your house. And the waitresses, too. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, you know, you, you'll you'll hear the uh, the pieces earlier in this show. But, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. Rest in peace, Cliff Robinson. Damn. Um, yeah, you know, you just you just don't know how much time anybody has. So appreciate your people while you can. Um, it is the South Congress podcast, episode 117. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. And we're out. Magastash, you still owe Chris 20 bucks. Bye. <laughs> Yo. Where's Larry Dallas? Where is he? I don't know. It's a lot of tough talk. Did he hit you up? Oh, he's supposed to be in Texas this week. A lot of tough talk. You think he's passed out somewhere? I don't see him. I don't. And you open the blind like Malcolm X. Reach out. That's right. I forgot. He did tell you that he was going to be in Texas this weekend. I mean. Maybe he wasn't in our part of Texas. Twitter fingers, man. Well, kind of like in Tombstone. Let him sober up. They'll lose interest. I hope he's not like Doc Holliday. I'll take an L. The Cowboys, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, okay, the yeah. Cowboys, when they were like, "You got a fight coming at noon," and and uh, White Earp was like, "Let him sober up; they'll lose interest." Maybe that's what happened. Who's a better functioning alcoholic, hmm. Doc Holliday or Nope? Not even going to do it. <laughs> I'm not spreading any more negativity on this show. It's the South Congress <laughs> Podcast, Episode 117. My name is Cameron Tristan, and we're out. Bye. <laughs> Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 